0: second take works there, as you can tell, my friends, just kind of woke up, rolled out of the rack, took a big old shit, showered, shaved, cleansed, burped, grabbed my breakfast and I'm on the road, beautiful day, not a freaking cloud in the sky, following now a freaking deluge of rain. A hurricane, tropical storm, some shit. Isaiah came up the coast and arrived here pretty friggin' quickly. And at least we got a shitload of rain, some wind, and creeks way up. Now, here I am passing through this area right at the bottom of the hill that we live on. Pretty big hill. I'm talking maybe stretches about a half mile from the top. All the way down to the valley here. And yesterday it was all water almost across this road. So now things seem to have dried out a little bit. The waters have receded. But not not before they had caused a lot of damage. I mean, I know a shitload of people with wet basements and... One friend of mine, she was. She lives right along a creek. So they got hit pretty bad. Video footage of the floodwaters, you know, like she's in her basement or what looked like her first story and walking through. Just despondent. So old 2020 has not really been a good year so far, and whoever this creep is, better fucking turn quickly. There we go. But today's a beautiful day. That's I tell you. That's there's something merciful about the day after a storm, where it comes and it goes, and the next thing, next day, it's fucking beautiful, beautiful weather and that's what we're looking at right now so at the very least this gives folks an opportunity to dry out and get fixed up and pick clean up after some of the bullshit right so there's that is the first thing and my heart goes out to anyone who was affected by this here I'm heading down to the office and I'm sure that at the very least my lot is going to have some branches down and some debris, some detritus, if you will, in the parking lot, so I'm going to hit quick friggin' blow that out of the way, and start my morning. Looks like a kind of sporadic morning, had a couple cancellations, had some bullshit like that, and I'm sure we'll get some additions, and there's always some sort of presence that the day will have in store, you know, it's exciting in a way, but anyway, it looks like I got some really nice patients otherwise on the schedule, look forward to take care of them, yesterday during this storm, I, shit, I slept in, man, I slept till like 10 o'clock in the morning, got my eight hours plus, because I go to bed too late, <clears throat> so I slept in, woke up, Chilled out, spent a lot of quality time with the family, got a bunch of work done for my teaching in a few weeks, um, and took a nice long walk. I also got a COVID test yesterday, all right, so this is something I was, I had been planning to do, frankly, I got a script for it from my family doctor a while back before we went on vacation the first week in July, so this is like maybe, like, July 1st or the end of June, something like that. So, I got this not because I ordered the test and consulted my physician, not because I was feeling sick, but, you know, you keep reading about the levels that are tacking up and they're moving these infections with coronavirus are spreading away from are spreading inland from these cities and affecting the suburbs, and so now it's it's a it's a new level of transmission, new level of infection that we have out in society. Um, so I just wanted to make sure. Listen, I mean, here the implications of it. Think about it. You get diagnosed with coronavirus you have to self quarantine for 2 weeks. So, I run a healthcare business. I kind of owe it to my patients and my family to know what, I, you know, what's what's going on if I can say, hey, you know, I'm virus free. You know, I got tested. It seems like the responsible thing to do, you know, as opposed to just walking around saying, "Oh, I feel fine." Uh Uh, no, I haven't been tested yet, but I'm thinking about it. Because I had been thinking about it for, for months, right? Do we get tested? And for a while it was, you can't get tested unless you have these symptoms. Again, like the masks in the beginning, it seems like they were trying to, they, the healthcare infrastructure was trying to say, okay, we have testing availability, but not a shitload of testing so it's kind of reserved for if you are sick if you're not really sick or experiencing symptoms you need not get tested then we find out that 50 percent of the transmission can be asymptomatic at least so there could be people walking around thinking all right well i'm fine yeah i've been working through the since the beginning of this this is no big deal but you might be one of the silent transmitters so i couldn't live with myself if that was the case you know, I don't want to feel like I'm hurting anybody and uh, you know we went up to visit my parents last weekend uh, my grandmother in law she's not doing so well at 90 years of age it's it's crazy times so I wanted to do my part and I got tested yesterday you pull up I went to the CVS drive through made an appointment online 3.40 in the afternoon. Pull up. Lily's in the back seat taking it all in. I they give me a bag and a young pharmacist she gave me the whole play by play alright. Pull the plastic bag out of the paper bag take the swab out of the plastic bag take the swab stick in your nose for 30 seconds do it in the other nostril 30 seconds take the swab uh cut it in half at the break-off point, stick it in the test tube, close it, put it in the bag, seal the bag, take the little wipe, hand wipe in there, wipe the box after you take the uh, specimen and put it in the box. See ya. And now there's an account that you have on uh, CBS MyChart because they're trying to uh, corner the healthcare marketplace, right? And... uh, I guess you go on there, six to ten days, I'll know whether or not I have a coronavirus infection. I certainly don't feel like I do. But at a time when everybody, in order to return to school or return to sports participation, like my son, uh, they're taking temperatures of the kids. And my son had, like, his temperature was 99 as opposed to 98.6 the other day and my wife was like well we can't take him to the field because they take his temperature they're going to tell him to go you know that he can't stay so everybody's on edge everybody's and he's fine feels fine now but who knows is the reality and so rather than be in fear you take the fear away by taking action I got the goddamn test that's the end of that story um, also had, because I'm about halfway to the office now, I also had a little exchange with somebody yesterday who I love so much, uh, a friend of mine. she uh been so generous and kind to my family. She sent something about how the the Trump, it was a Fox News clip, and it said uh, the, the Trump uh, Earth Day program is going to be renowned for all the good it does for the national parks and all this stuff, and I'm thinking about that, and apparently, the individual that sent it to me was, you know, make, sending the message, like, yeah, just a an informa- informational, yeah, Trump's doing something good for the environment, I know you love the environment, which I do love the environment... <laughs> And nature and just being out in it is my freaking favorite thing. So spoiling nature, taking more than our share, polluting the world does not sit well with me. It really, really bothers me as it it should bother everyone. But this person I have locked horns with in years past about, like, blue shirt, red shirt shit. Because she is a dyed-in-the-wool Republican and i'm more of like a middle of the road guy but i think when you talk to anybody at either extreme red or blue democrat or republican not in that order even if you, if you when you talk to somebody who's on extre- has an extreme position which i suggest being, finding yourself in either camp and being enthusiastically political that is an extreme position because it's such a bullshit scheme right, I'm a democrat, I'm a republican well you gotta choose one to, to vote but the, it, it increases the tendency for human beings to be tribal and to go us versus them, and I hate that you know, So, cause it's tearing the world apart And certainly our society. So I came back and I said, uh, that's great, you know, it's, it's true, it's awesome. But Trump is not known for his love of the environment or his protection of the environment. And I pulled up a New York Times article that explained all of the, like, line by line all the areas where he rolled back protections that were implemented in the Obama administration or or earlier, previously. So he, he his job was to, dis, to unregulate, to destroy regulations so that businesses could operate and the economy could flourish and all that stuff. Talk about big businesses, fossil fuel industries, energy, stuff like that. And so I remember quite a few instances where like he was, his, his, the Trump EPA, now it's actually run by this guy who was a esteemed Navy SEAL, I believe, that he put in command. But this guy, he didn't seem like he was doing anything positive. Uh, there was a place called Seven Bears or some sort of wilderness out in Arizona. There was a, a humongous land expanse that was, reserved for, it was a a park, you're not supposed to mess with it. And he opened a bunch of it to drilling and shit. So my friend fired back with her point, which was, well, you know, you know, everybody's saying the Democrats always make it sound like everything he does is bad, but you got to wonder why Trump would do that, why he would roll back these protections. And he's trying to make the economy run. And I'm sure there's two sides to every story. And, but, you know, she kind of went back at me and said some Democrat things. And I said, listen, I shared with her the the sense making, the um, the sense making podcast that I shared with everybody about Daniel Schmachtenberger and the rebel uh, rebel wisdom page on on YouTube, and it was basically along the lines of, "Listen, I'm not freaking doing the uh, the blue shirt red shirt crap." I don't buy it. I think America's fucked up right now. And we've been exposed for being spoiled and, uh, you know, dopes. Because we can't wear masks. We're not doing all the things necessary to protect our population and to destroy this virus. The response has not been good. You got Trump saying he's not wearing masks for the longest time, for the most part. He's talking about... uh, He's questioning the scientists that he has around him. He's talking about opening up schools. You know. We have to be very careful about the way we make any decision these days. So you're always going to make somebody... Somebody's always going to benefit and somebody's probably going to suffer based upon your decision. So it's no secret nobody likes the president depending upon your camp. But... I don't think Trump, point being, I don't believe Trump has done too much good for the environment. I don't think that he has. uh, In fact, I read an article last night after this exchange talking about how there were like nine nine non-profit environmental organizations that declared that Trump was the worst, has been the worst president for the environment. He certainly has not focused on it. Now, if he wants to do something and leave some strong legislation in place about protecting the national parks or doing something for, you know, the cleanup, then that's awesome. Uh, he, give it to him. Any Anything we can get to protect the environment is awesome. I'll give him all the credit in the world. You know? I will. But... I don't think that we can just say, I I couldn't just say, oh, that's great that Donald Trump's doing something good for the environment. Because in three years, he has not. He has not. Now, are there some rhyme and reason as to why that is? Maybe, you know. But I think that he's just pro-business and anything that's in the way. He won a strong economy. That was his goal. And he had that for a long time. And then some shit got dropped in his lap and it's proven very difficult for anybody to deal with. The the notion that we have um, would expect one man to wave with magic wand and fix it is foolish, but he makes some dumbass decisions. Like every day. Every day. Telling people to wear a mask, not wearing masks, fucking all that shit. <clears throat> Talking about cleaning our insides with UV light and Clorox and shit. In closing, I'm going to share you with, with you this thing uh, from the Midnight Gospel. I think that I heard this, I quoted this philosopher earlier, perhaps, but he basically says that people complain about things that they don't like and when they do that when they complain constantly about things that they don't like they are turning their attention providing their energy to areas you know you're giving energy to that you're giving energy to your problems and all these things that you know you're you're upset about but Rather than turning our attention to things that we don't like and incessantly complaining about them, it, it makes sense to turn our attention to the positives, to the good things that we actually want. You ever notice that? I mean, think that, think about that with people. How often we'll have a conversation, we're usually complaining about something, you know, whether it's the weather or it's some sort of it's politics or what the neighbor's doing or whatever. We're always focusing. On the negative and what and the problem Um, we talked about this in the past too about how different structures of our brain um, given our evolution we are programmed to identify the threat so maybe that's why but we're always focusing on the negative this is what I don't want Ooh, that's bad Uh, well how about we talk more often about what's good and how we want more of that and so I'm trying to do that and I ended the conversation, a little um, potential debate, potential argument with my friend via text last night about the Trumpian environment by saying, listen, watch this thing on sense-making, the war on sense-making, and uh, consider the, the, that politics is just noise. And we're looking for signal. We're looking. She was saying, oh, well, CNN or the the media, they don't ever get That's a biased newspaper. That's a biased uh, TV program. Well, what is not biased? You know, what is unbiased these days? Nothing. Nothing is unbiased. And maybe nothing ever was. When you talk about these old old-school journalists like Walter Cronkite, who, you just, who would just read the news without any sort of um, glance, any sort of angle on it, personal angle or uh, agenda, seemingly. Simpler times when actually the reporters would run out with their paper and pad and, and you know, get in phone booths and talk to people and get the inside story. That must have been wonderful. And obviously things are more complicated than that right now. But where is objectivity? What is the truth? We're at a point right now where we're so crazy advanced technologically, have more information and access to it than ever, and we we don't know what to do with it. We're not using it to solve problems. There's a lot of noise and not enough signal. <laughs>